guys, I'm Lisa Mendonca, role number AU190153 from SYBA English. And this podcast is in fulfillment of CA3 for the paper Literary Criticism. I'll be talking on the topic William Wordsworth signals the arrival of romanticism. Have a happy listening. So a little about William Wordsworth. He was born on April 7, 1770 in Cockermouth, Cumbria, England. Wordsworth's mother died when he was 8 and this experience shapes much of his later work. He attended Hawkshead Grammar School where his love for poetry was firmly established and it is believed he made his first attempt at verse. Romanticism was a major break with the literary traditions of the existing period. In English, the first major work signaling the arrival of romanticism was a collection of poems published by William Wordsworth in 1798 titled Lyrical Ballads. In his well-known preface to Lyrical Ballads, which is believed to be a manifesto of the romantic movement, Wordsworth justifies the kind of poetry he has included in this collection. Such an introduction was necessitated by the fact that the kind of poems included in this volume were radically different from the poetry of that period. It is interesting to note that in the history of English literature, there were two such poets who had to explain the kind of poetry they were writing basically by way of self-justification. One as we noted is William Wordsworth who had to justify his poetic practice because it is it was so radically different that a common reader would even suspect if it is poetry at all the other case in point is T.S. Eliot who had to write several essays by way of justifying the kind of poetry that he wrote primarily because his type of poetry is too non-existent at that time face Wordsworth explains his own poetic or creative method and the creative process itself he makes it very clear that poetry included in this collection would suit the interest of mankind permanently he believed that the neoclassical trends that prevailed in poetry during this time had grown so artificial and infecund that it was the responsibility of a poet to lend it a new lease of life and a new kind of sensibility wordsworth presents a new definition of poetry poet and function of poetry he calls the poet a man speaking to men what is implied in this definition is that a poet is a person like any other person a man among men and his audience is the common people who read him in this perspective neither the poet nor the readers have any extra social or intellectual privilege with this kind of an idea art becomes finally democratic made by the people and for the people the only difference perhaps between a poet and the readers is that the poet endowed with a greater power of imagination His well-known definition of poetry as the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings which takes its origin from emotions recollected in tranquility 
sums up many of his radical ideas about the nature of poetry. What this definition suggests is that poetry is a product of human imagination and the only requirement the poet needs to have the power of imagination. What it undermines is the neoclassical notion that a poet has to be a highly educated and cultured individual. If the neoclassical poetry was primarily concerned with the faculty of intellect, romantic poetry is deliberately unintellectual and it becomes an effortless expression of human imagination. The word spontaneous suggests that the poetic activity is not a deliberate, well-made exercise of human intellect, but a passive expression of strong passions. This becomes particularly important when we note that in the neoclassical age, poetry was meant for the aristocratic, urban, educated classes. Neoclassical poets like John Dryden and Alexander Pope thought of poetry as a serious intellectual work meant exclusively for the urban elites who indulged in the luxury of linguistic voluptuousness. Many of those poems were given to describing the moral decadence of the urban upper-middle classes and their intriguing social life in their own language. In Wordsworth's view, the raw material for poetry is feeling, which is recollected by the poet in his moments of tranquility. A poet might encounter an event that provokes his feelings in his everyday life and later in his tranquil movements. He passively recollects them and there flows poetry in a natural and uncontrolled way. Perhaps an example from rural agrarian life could help illustrate this point. A poet's heart could be compared to a village well. In the rainy season, the well gets overfilled and the water flows out naturally, unobstructed by any force. The poet's heart is filled with emotions for which the poet is not responsible and the poetic movement in that moment when these emotions outflow without the poet's own willful efforts. What is highlighted in this kind of an explanation of the poetic process is the involuntary nature of the creative act. Poetry comes when it comes in the most effortless way and the poet can neither enrich it nor control it. Well, this was it for this episode. Are we talking about subject matter of poetry and language of poetry in the next episode? So until then, take care. Have a happy day. Bye-bye.